Hello, I'm Lyanne and this is Bariatric Yarns, where we talk all things weight loss surgery with a diverse range of guests and the occasional guest co-host. Bariatric Yarns is here to support destigmatizing bariatric surgery, advocate for feeling good in our bodies and minds, and to provide a safe space for others to talk about the truths of weight loss surgery. We bring you thoughts, ideas, experiences, but we don't bring you medical advice or prescriptions, so please seek that elsewhere. Let's start our bariatric yarn for today. All right, welcome to our second um, panel yarn, which has ended up just being Sarah and I, because we've had a few people who couldn't make it. Uh, so this is an even special panel yarn with, with just the two of us. Welcome, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks, Lion. Nice to be here. Sarah's going to make up for like three people in one. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can definitely talk enough to make up for three people. <laughs> I will, I'll put a bit of a caveat in that I'm going to get my headphones to connect. So I don't know what the audio is going to be like on this one, but that's okay. It's a good tester to see how it goes. Cool. Um, how how has your day been, Sarah? Uh, busy. So I had about three meetings scheduled from about nine thirty to two, uh, yeah. and then I uh, basically told work, "Hey, I've got to go give my partner a lunch break because <laughs> he's looking after our four year old." Um, but thankfully, I say thankfully, this sounds terrible because it's only level three for us here in the Waikato. Um, but they're both. He's off back to work tomorrow, and my daughter gets to go back to daycare because both of us oh, are working. Cool. So I, oh, I'm, that's good. I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't blame you. It's been a it's been a tough kind of slog for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's been really challenging. I had uh, my first um, COVID vaccination on Monday and then yesterday I was just like floored and exhausted. Um, I, I had mine on Friday yeah. and I got the old yeah. one. I was expecting to for it to be worse than it actually was mm-hmm. and it wasn't until probably about eight hours later where I like kind of lifted my arm up and went, yeah. oh, that Ooh. feels like I've done like I've done resistance training or something, yes. like my muscles yeah. are sore. I was like, that's yeah. weird. And then in the morning it was fine. So apparently oh, the second apparently the second jab is yeah. worse. I have so, heard that. I have heard that as well. But, yeah, <sighs> yesterday I was just like wiped out and then I was talking to a, a workmate today and she said the exact same thing happened to her and, and her partner. And then I was talking to another group at work and they were like, one guy said, yeah, he was like three days of that. And I was like, wow, so interesting. It's not really yeah. something people – talk about I was like just thinking oh I'm having a really down day but um literally the exact words I used to describe it they were like oh that's exactly how I felt it was weird but yeah anyway let's get on with our topic (laughs) Um, I think do you want to just since it's just the two of us why don't you do a little bit of an intro for yourself and um tell us what your Instagram handle is Yep. So um, my Instagram handle, at least for my weight loss uh, surgery journey, is uh, Hera Hauora. Um And I I consulted with one of my best friends, uh, TK, who is also a weight loss surgery patient. He did, had his about probably two coming up three years ago. Um, and I said to him, I'm thinking I need to make an Instagram account for this. And he goes, okay. I was like, what do I call it? And he goes, I've got literally no idea. I just use my main personal <laughs> one. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't, I don't want to. I want to keep them separate. Um, 
and it just kind of came to me because obviously for I, I'm Māori as well as Pākehā, as, you know, obviously because I'm white as fuck. Um, but um, at the time that I had um, started looking into weight loss surgery, I was also starting my my journey or my hiding it into relearning te reo Māori um, because I didn't grow up with it um, as a lot of my generation didn't. Um, so that year, early 2020, I had enrolled in my level one and two course for te reo Māori. So I thought, oh, why not? Why not make it a Māori name? And then Hera Hawara just came to me because obviously the Māori word for Sarah is Hera, uh, and yep. Hawara is, is is health. So I was like, well, that's mm. why I'm doing this. So it's I love it and health. So um, it's kind of it all tied in together at, at the right time, I suppose. So that's my handle. Um, I am. What am I? I'm a mum. I've got a four-year-old daughter, soon to be five in November. Um, I'm originally, well, I was born in Northland. I was born in uh, Dargaville. <laughs> Good old Dargaville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if you're from Northland, you probably know Dargaville, and it's yeah. not the best reputation. <laughs> it's like, oh. I'm raining some jokes now, but that's okay. Yeah, like that Pooh Brown River, yeah, like that's, yeah. that's the place I'm from. Um, but managed to escape uh, when I was 17 and I've been living in the Waikato basically ever since, went to uni down here. Um, did do a stint in Wellington and Tauranga as well. Uh, Tauranga is where I met my partner. We moved back to the Waikato um, and been here ever since really. Um, yeah, that's that's about me. Oh, if, and if you are if you, uh, Māori, obviously pepeha kind of stuff, um, Tainui is my waka, uh, Kakipuku is my maunga, Waipa is my awa, uh, Tikiti is my marae and otorohanga. So we're, um, I'm Ngāti Mani Opoto through my mum. Um, and, again, that's kind of a big reason for me uh, doing the te reo journey as well is to kind of get back to my roots, learn a little bit more, be able to contribute to my to my iwi as well. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Gosh, I just let my dog out of the room because my husband is calling him. He must think he's like missing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's right. Just, pre- just pre-warning you, I've got a cat in here asleep on another chair, so he, he might like decide to make a, an appearance. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Um, okay, well, our, our topic of conversation today, I'm trying to keep our panel yarns to like 30 minutes, um, is weight loss and changing bodies and how do we know when we're done? And um, this particular topic has come up because it's been probably something that I've thought about a lot. Um, and I And I did a post recently this week, kind of a, a little bit about it, and something that's a bit of a pet peeve of mine is just seeing um, seeing women from the weight loss surgery community who have posted throughout their whole journey getting to a point where, um, you know, they feel like there's five kilos, something like that, or, or one size left. And uh, a lot of the time it just becomes this huge focus and as we all know, the weight loss slows down and it takes a long time to achieve. And, and yeah, I just find it, I get really sad when I see 
that happen with women and that's their focus and they like to me they look amazing um but one of the insights i had from my last chat was was about talking about that body mind connection and how even for myself for everyone who's been through it what you see and what others see can be so different for so long so that's made me go hmm i wonder if that's what it is i wonder if they they see they don't see what i see so i'm looking at them going far out you look amazing like where else are you going to lose any more weight from I, I don't get it um yet maybe to them that's not what they look like um and then also at the same time I'm like is that any of my business <laughs> it's, such <laughs> hard, it's such a tricky thing to balance isn't it because I I come at it from a really not really different but I I I had always been overweight for a long time ever since I was a kid so I remember my first kind of consultation with the um, surgeon and the bariatric nurse and they were like, what do you want to get down to? And I was like, I don't know what that means. When you tell me mm. like, an, like, okay, we think that you could get down to 86 kilos. I literally cannot tell you what that would look like or feel like for me because I, I don't know what that looks like on me. So mm. I was always of the opinion that I, for me, success was going to be like, have I got increased energy? Am I off the blood pressure meds? Can I sleep and move without pain? You know, um, all those sorts of things were the the indicators of success for me. That's not to say that I didn't get hung up on some of the scale stuff because I absolutely did. I'd be like, oh, I'm only at here or I'm only at there. And I've actually now got like they they calculated based on, you know, average weight loss for because I had an RNY. I had a, a full bypass. Um they were like, we we calculate that you could get down to 86 kilos. Keeping in mind, I was 147 when I started this, so mm. 147.2. And I, they were like, how do you feel about that? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that looks like. So when I, when you're saying, you know, these there are, you see women or you see bariatric patients who are like, oh, I just need to get down to that last five kilos. I'm like, I can't relate to that because the numbers were meaningless. From my perspective, like the, in terms mm. of I can't make that connection between is that good or not because I don't yep. know what it looks like. I don't know what it feels like. And I knew that, you know, my body shape is 100% like an apple. I carried most of my weight through my midsection. And even now I still have like the old double roll going on with all the loose skin um, and you know, I, I can, I, sometimes I look at it and go, it looks like you haven't, you haven't changed. But then mm. you look at yourself in the mirror and you look at the clothes that you're wearing, you look at the the before and afters that I don't tend to post too much because I don't like to. Um, and you can see the change, but your brain is still kind of, you're catching up. Like you're looking yeah. at yourself and going, oh, you still look really big, but no, you don't. Like you, you have mm. changed significantly. And if I, I think, oh, when did I last weigh myself? And that's the other thing. I don't weigh myself every day, like maybe once a fortnight, once a week, if I remember. Um, yeah. And I think I was like between 72 and 73. Um, and wow. I think right now I would probably say I'm now hitting that maintenance phase because I had my surgery in end of May last year. So it's almost been 18 months. Um. So I don't expect it to go much further down than where I am now. Um, and 
it's like, well, sorry, I've just rambled a whole lot, but it just, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I personally can't relate to that. I need to lose five more kilos because ultimately mm. I know that that's not going to change the shape of my stomach. You know, like I, I know that that even though that's where I'm holding now, the remainder of my weight, it's, it's not going to change the shape of it. It's not going to make any difference. That's just the way that this yep. body is shaped. So when, when it comes down to, oh, I just need to get down to this particular weight, I can't, I, I can't make it a goal because I can't even remember what that would have looked like on me prior to yeah. getting to 147 kilos. I don't even remember what I looked like at 70. Like, it, yeah. you know, it just does, it doesn't compute. So Please, I would have been like eight. <laughs> I feel like I would have been like nine. I was, like a, I was a tall kid, so I probably would have been that much at, at about nine, ten. I would not have been surprised if I was. Um, and so I think maybe there's also that aspect of, you know, there are certain people who are like, oh, I need to get back down to this weight because that was yeah. the weight I was when I was this age and I before was happy I then. Yeah. Before I had my kids. Yeah. Well, you know, I was in the yeah. corner of my life and I was happy at this point. And, and like, they've obviously attached that number to feeling like you know feeling good about themselves maybe um or it was a good time in their life so i I get that too like i absolutely understand why that would be you know a thing for them to be able to go that's where i need to be um yeah but then i think there's the flip side that of that and going actually challenging yourself on that and going do i do i need to get there if i truly look at where i am and the progress that i've made and the things that i can now do because i've lost x amount do I need to get there? And yeah, I think that's the that's the mental side of of weight loss and weight loss surgery as well. eh? for me, it's like yeah. I don't need to get any lower than seventy two. I absolutely don't, and and I'm not yeah. trying to. If anything, what I want to do now is set goals in terms of fitness. You know, can I lift heavier? Can I? I don't want to run. I fucking hate cardio. But you know, like, <laughs> can I can I lift heavier each time? Can, you know, are my are my quads growing? You know, are my shoulders growing, etc. And you know, that sort of thing also comes with uh, weight gain because you're growing muscle. Yeah. So it, it, I find that it, it's so tricky because there's so much shit wrapped up in the mental side of weight weight loss surgery having to get okay with not just losing that amount of weight, but then getting to a point where you're like, shit, I need to move my body to maintain this. And as a result of that, I'm going to put weight on. Oh, fuck, I need to get used to being okay with that too. You know, like there's, it's hard and I get why it's so fraught for so many people. Oh, 100%. I agree yeah. with all of that. And I'm exactly same boat. I've always just put weight on. So I could never just pluck a number out of anywhere and know, oh, yeah, at that weight I looked like this and that's kind of what I want to look like now or, or whatnot. But there's, there's just so much tied up. You know, what I really disagree with or hate seeing post-op is like getting straight back into some kind of diet mentality, you know. Like obviously we're restricted anyway. We're on the self-imposed diet, physically restricted diet. But that mentality of it is all about 
weighing a certain amount or being a certain size and it but it's such an easy trap to get stuck in to especially when you are immersed in the weight loss surgery community because I've gone I've done these like cycles across the last two years of and you know it's funny because I'm about to come up to my two-year mark and I was thinking gosh I remember this time last year I was getting ready for my one year and I remember I was just so focused on um I felt like I needed to lose another 10 15 kilos and I was like I'm going to do it before my one year mark you know I want to so at one year I can stop thinking about weight loss and you know this is it that didn't happen and then it became a okay well by 18 months and then by 24 months and then I was like oh shit I'm in this cycle again of of like wanting to like that's it it's just wanting to lose weight and what can I do to to get that started again and and so I see it now that I've, I've stopped doing that it's probably a lot easier for me to judge others because I can you know I can see it um but and it's interesting because it probably even goes back to all the times even even when I was bigger I'd have friends you know they'd be like gosh when they tell you you look good and stuff like that you never believe them it doesn't really matter what size you're at it's easy to not don't. believe yeah, 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 absolutely. Exactly. Yes, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, you look yeah. so good, and I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's really hard to um, actually taking a compliment is a whole other panel episode topic. It really is. <laughs> I, I've, I've defaulted to, I, I've defaulted to, thank you as my response, yes. and that's I do the same thing. It's helped oh. hugely, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely its own topic. Oh yeah, but that is a good tip because I did the same. I did the same. I would get really awkward and be like, "Oh, but I haven't lost any weight in ages." I'd say stuff like that, really, um, like be quite derogatory. Like you had to have done something to deserve that compliment. When actually, no, they're just looking at you as a whole person and going, "I see you. I acknowledge you. You look great," and and that's it. And it's okay to just be like, "Oh, okay, thank you." Yeah, That's really nice. You. And I got, I used to get, sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent because that one really, yeah, go, go. It's, I used to get really kind of a bit worried or like I would feel a bit anxious about how people would respond to me when I'd had my weight loss surgery because when I had it, we were just coming out of level four lockdown. So we'd gone into lockdown, I think, what? Uh, March, April, and my yep. surgery was scheduled for end of May. It got, it was going to be end of April, then it was bumped to end of May. So we were at level two at that point. And my, where I was working, uh, we were asked to work from home uh, for mm-hmm. as long as we possibly could, if we could. Um, so I spent from basically May through to first of October. Working from home. Oh, wow. So when we were like, when work was like, okay, well, now we want you to start coming back into the office. I was like, oh, shit, these people haven't seen me for six months. And they're going, obviously going to notice that I have lost a lot of weight. And I was feeling really anxious about that. Um, And I was talking to my partner about it. And he goes, you've known these people for how long? I was like, oh, I've been at this place for like nearly 14 years. And he goes, so they know you. And they know the kind of person that you are, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, so why are you worried? He's like, you are, he's like, you're forthright enough that people should know not to come at you with shit. So, you know, if they're going to be dicks about it, they should know that they're going to get that back in return. And I was like, 
Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I am addicted. People are dicks to me. You know? um, so he's like, so what it. are you worried about? He's like, you have to ex- kind of accept that they haven't seen you for six months. You are going to look different. And people will comment. You kind of just have to accept that they're coming from a place of good intention um, and that they're not doing it because they think you were you looked awful beforehand. You know, like if they're people that know you and people that give a shit about you, they're actually coming at it from a place of curiosity or interest or just to see how, you know, that they care, that they care how I'm doing and, and how it's been. So I think once I kind of passed that in my head, it made going back to work or back to the office a whole lot easier. Um, but, yeah, this yeah. It, was, it, was, it was tricky, uh, but I only – ever got one person be kind of weird about it and so I was just like yeah okay whatevs that's not what this is about but okay go off yeah. um, oh, and, and I haven't had anything anything negative aside from that one um, but yeah it's cool it, it can be tough dealing with the, that side of things as well oh definitely yeah I I was in my earlier stages in the first kind of lockdown I think I was like three or four months so after and then after that I actually didn't go back into the office um for a very long time as well and 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 part of that was because I felt really awkward and I didn't you know because there had been like quite a significant change and I just didn't want people to talk to me about it because you know like it made me feel uncomfortable because I don't like being given compliments um and yeah and I and there were some really awkward conversations after that and the weirdest part was most of them were from middle-aged women who um just instantly would make comments like gosh your husband must be so happy you know things that it's like fuck man I feel sorry for you. I, I, I honestly was like, okay, well, if that's the thing that you were thinking of, then obviously there's, you know, there's some stuff there between you and your partner if that's how, how you feel. Because oh, I'm like, yeah, if you think I did this to that. look nice for my partner, get fucked. Yeah. Like, honestly. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking we just might as well merge this, this um, episode into, into the two. We'll just touch on both topics, but might as well. Well, we have, but yeah. Um, how to take a compliment? I honestly think that the biggest advice you've said, and I stand by, is the just to just say thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and don't, and yeah, I, and then if people do say things to you that seem a little bit backhanded, just you know that whole hurt people hurt people. I hundred percent agree, and the same kind of comparison yeah. as to. It's what people say to you is a reflection of them and not you. Um, And you can generally tell, like you, you can generally tell intention when they're speaking to you about it. Like you, like I said before, you can, you generally can tell whether it's, they care how you are. They're genuinely interested. um, They're curious about the process. So, you know, often they're asking questions and I think sometimes that can feel really invasive, especially if you're not used Mm. to, that I guess if you're not expecting that reaction mm. from people, um, but you yeah. do have to get a little bit good at kind of seeing what that intention is from people when they're talking to you about it or they're, they're commenting. And like I said, for the yeah. most part, I can tell. And then other times the people will say things, not so much in a backhanded way, but 
in a way that you can tell they're not really in the know about the whole process. Um, so you you kind of have a, have an opportunity to go. Actually, it's not like that, and this is why. Um, and so, like my sister has is also on Instagram, and she's also had the same surgery as me. Um, and she had noticed that she was getting quite a lot of comments on when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop? Oh. And like, yeah, it's frustrating. It was so frustrating for her, and it pissed me off too because I'm like, that's you're almost damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like, oh, if you're losing weight, then that's good. Yeah. Oh, but don't lose too much because then you'll look sick. Yeah. And and that's I know. they're doing that comparing you to the image of of you that they held in their head pre-surgery, right? So they're looking at you going, yeah. you don't look like I remember you looking. Therefore, you look different. Yeah. There must be something wrong or you look ill. So when are you going to stop losing weight? And it's like, you know, we can't actually control that, eh? And, and yeah, well, that's when it, yeah, that's when it comes to education like, thing. It's like you know, I don't actually yeah. have a choice, eh? Like, I it's gonna yeah. come off regardless if I'm sticking to say what my surgeon recommended in terms of eating and moving my body and all that sort of stuff. It's gonna come off. I actually can't control it. It will plateau when it plateaus. But this isn't something I yes. can just fix with eating more food. I literally can't. So <laughs> you have that opportunity to educate, but also those those comments can be really exhausting, you know, like oh, yeah, especially definitely. if you're getting them all the time. That sucks. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten to a weight, I think, where people have felt like they should say that to me. But um, I have, like, close family who have, oh, you know, you know it must yep. be much more. You're going to stop soon, eh? But... <laughs> Interesting though, like my my uh, I guess observation from between the the sleeve and the bypass though mm-hmm. is that and and it's not even an observation; it's a fact. You know, bypasses will lose a lot more of their excess weight than um, sleevers mm-hmm. statistically. Statistically, um, yeah. And they do, so I think they're more likely to get to that point where people are like. Uh, are you going to stop? But I've got so many friends who have a bypass now, and I, I know they can't just—they don't get to decide that. That's a consideration, you know. When you, when you, when you, when you have weight loss surgery, and it doesn't matter either, you have to be prepared for that. You might, you might, you're not in control of that, and it and it works on both ways. Like for myself, yeah. I I have at a point where I haven't lost any more weight, and this seems to happen to a lot of people as well. Um, and yeah, maybe. At one point, I wanted to be smaller than I am now, but I can't control that either. So it's um, well, obviously, there's some things that I can do to help that. But, but you're um, now at a point where you're like, actually, do I? I need to weigh that up against. Do I? Do I want to? Yeah. Do I want so that's to? That would be my question. On our, we're we're heading towards our thirty minute mark mm. for you. Um, I'll, I'll go first, and then I'll let, and I'll let you finish. Like, how do you know when you're done, right? So so for me, it has changed across the time. It has gone, at the beginning, my only focus was getting rid of my CPAP machine and being fitter. And I achieved that within the first two months. So I kind of shifted shifted focus and it was just, you know, seeing where the sleeve took me, where, what weight will I get to. Once I got to a certain weight, I then kind of got a bit obsessed with, oh, I, I want to get to the 50 kilo loss mark, which is... Um, 
which is another 10 kilos from where I am now. But that was, you know, I want to get to the 50 kilo mark. And then I saw a photo of someone who I follow on Instagram who's a similar height and build who was 85 kilos. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I want to look like that. So this is kind of things that have shaped when I think I'm going to be done. Um, But finally, where I've finally gotten to, breaking free of really trying hard to break free of the comparisons because it's the comparisons that really fuck me up. Yeah. Um, you know, other people who had surgery at the same time or have had the same surgery were the same height, were a similar weight, were a similar size and now are smaller, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's so easy to just fall into that bloody black hole. Um, now where I'm at, done is, in terms of weight loss, I am done. I'm not, I'm just not actively pursuing weight loss anymore it's just not a focus for me I just want to feel good in my body and mind and I'll do whatever I can to pursue that but I know dieting isn't it so I'm at this point where naturally my body isn't losing any more weight um if it starts to at some point cool but I'm not going to try and make it so what about you I think I'm in a very similar boat um you know, like I said before, the surgeon and the bariatric nurse said, we reckon you could get down to 86. Well, I've well and truly gone below that. I'm sitting anywhere between 72 and probably 74 on any given day. Um, and I actually, I don't, like like you, I'm not actively pursuing to lose anymore. I personally don't think I need to. Um, what my kind of goal is now is really to kind of look at my lifestyle, what are my goals in terms of fitness, um, and making sure that mentally I'm okay with if I do go hundy and start wanting to do things like lift and be strong and grow muscle, that I am mentally all right to see those scales go up Mm. and not feel like that I have failed. And really kind of cement the whole the scale is not the sole indicator of your success yeah and that's where I'm at I don't need to I don't think I need to lose any more and I'm pretty sure my surgeon would be sweet if I didn't um but I I need to be okay with not just maintaining where I'm at but actually being okay with that going up if it if it needs to go up because I'm doing something different because I'm I'm moving my body in a different way um but on the opposite side of that, I will be the first to say I've been real shit with my exercise over the last probably month, probably two. Um, so if I'm not moving my body, I also need to be mindful of what I put into it because I know that mm. I'm not expending that energy to burn shit off. Um, mm. So it's like am I, if I'm not going to dedicate time to this, where's my happy medium in terms of movement, in terms of food how I treat it how often I eat etc so in terms of weight loss I don't I don't need to I don't need to lose anymore and I probably won't I mean I'm almost coming up 18 months I think I'm well and truly in the maintenance phase right now so it's more around what are my goals going forward that aren't actually tied to the number on the scale so that's the that's the next piece of work to do (laughs) Awesome. Well, that is a perfect um, ending to this episode. And I think, yeah, we've had some good discussions. It's morphed from uh, all about, you know, how do we know we're done also into um, 
taking a compliment. So that's yep. cool. We've ticked two boxes in one. Um, and, but thank you. Thank you for coming on for this panel yarn. We'll wrap that's it up fun. here um, and we will definitely be having you back. Thank you for listening to this week's Bariatric Yarn. If you have a weight loss surgery story or conversation you think needs to be heard, get in touch with us on Instagram at Bariatric Yarns. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for being part of the change. I'm